Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast. Man, we're so glad you're here. We're your hosts, Daniel and Bonnie Hoover. And you know what's crazy? We're in the middle of November. Like when this podcast is releasing, it's 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 a week away from Thanksgiving. Yeah. Now, maybe you're listening to this later, and that's fine. But, man, it, like in the minute, it's crazy. It, it was, was just summer. Last week, it right? was summer. Well, we're in Georgia, so it flip-flops back and forth between summer and winter here. Yeah, anyway. We wake up here with sweatshirts and then uh, shorts in the afternoon, and then sweatshirts again. At night, yeah. At night, but uh, it is. It's a little overwhelming and crazy to think that we're mm-hmm. one week away from Thanksgiving, and once Thanksgiving's here, we're we, don't, we, don't, we don't say Thanksgiving, it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, that's right. Given. In, in the south well but, and the kids are already begging like put up the tree put up the tree put up the tree i'm like can we please stop playing christmas music it's i, I want to enjoy thanksgiving no, literally like the day after halloween every i went um uh, i was trying to find some shoes and um in every store november 1st mm-hmm. i went to like six stores and they were all playing Christmas music. And some of them already had their Christmas decorations. I can't decorations deal with out. that. Nope. And you know, I think I know why. They're trying to get you to buy stuff. Oh, well, maybe that. That's secondary. Probably not. That's probably not the reason. Why? I can't imagine they would want to do that. No. It's because there's no good Thanksgiving songs. <laughs> if there were better Thanksgiving songs, okay. they'd play those. You're right. You're so right. if you're a songwriter or a musician, write some darn Thanksgiving songs. Please. Something about turkey or so i don't know and oh maybe being thankful that would be good too that's great but theory. that's uh i think that's I like what it, it is mm-hmm. i think that's what it is mm-hmm. but anyway well we're always telling you about our <laughs> excuse me our premarital workshops and things that we do here at the marriage adventure and one of the things we talk about in our premarital workshop uh with these couples is we discuss family dynamics and the importance of making a plan for how you'll you'll spend your holidays is a newlywed couple. And Bonnie, why is that important? Well, because holidays can be a time of major conflict for a couple. Um, when no, they're, when they're first starting. Okay, so I'll that's, say this. First starting out, you're having to learn, I've always spent Christmas with my family. You've always spent it with yours. And how do we split the time? And what are the traditions we want to do? And who we're going to spend money on and all that? And so starting out, it's like, it's great to have a plan for that. So you would think... 20 something years in marriage that it would get easier right um it's 27 <laughs> to be exact yes uh, so this is our 28th christmas to really spend together because we yep. got engaged that week before christmas mm-hmm. and um and what's funny is when we got married we didn't go to a premarital workshop we met with a friend of ours who was a pastor yeah. he's like three years older than us and had been married a couple years longer but um but we did i didn't know that you had such expectations for the holidays. Um, And as a kid, it never crossed my mind. You know, there Mm -hmm. wasn't, if there had only been a podcast out that was about marriage and would talk about these things, maybe we could have gotten it right. You're right. You're right. Um, But no, we found out and we found out the hard way. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's hard. It really is hard. And, and I think you think that it's going to be easy once you kind of fall into these, uh, you know, start doing things a certain way for a few years. But then you add kids and that complicates everything. And because when you start out, you kind of go along with what, every, what your families have always yeah. done and what they tell yeah. you to do. And then you have kids and you're like, wait a minute. 
yeah. I kind of want to do certain things a certain way with my kids and you want to wake up at home on Christmas morning and it just gets to be this big old matzo ball it's a lot it's mm-hmm. it's a big old hairy deal for mm-hmm. not just newlyweds but as you I don't know that it ever gets easier year by year it's just like yeah. I mean some families struggle with every year I mean some people fall into their traditions and this is what we do and but man yeah I'm gonna tell you I I, I think the holidays bring out the best in families and some of the worst because mm-hmm. it's tough and mm-hmm. um Yep. It makes me kind of think about, so several years ago, speaking of Christmas, you surprised me with a, you, I'm hard to buy for, I admit it, I get it. Yes, please set this up. Yes, because yes, I'm very difficult to buy for. I am very content, and I don't want a lot of stuff. You're very practical I'm Very in practical. I am, and so just get me something that I need, but most of the time I go and buy that stuff myself. I'm really, I, it's, I am sorry. So this particular Christmas you're talking about you had, um, uh, it was a few years ago, and you had mentioned, man, I need a new crock pot. Mm-hmm. And I know you're listening and you're thinking, Daniel, please tell me you didn't buy her a crock pot for Christmas. But you have to understand this woman. Yes. She is, she's not a stuff, you're not a stuff person. No. You like cozy. Yep. But I can only get you so many blankets. No, we you already can't. have. No, you can't. We already have over 473 right. blankets around our house. Right where I'm sitting, there's three within an arm's reach of me. And there's probably a fourth one hiding. And yep. and so blankets well, and fuzzy socks. I mean, you know, so you like comfy, you like cozy, but you also like very practical. Mm-hmm. And so, or or away, like a weekend away. away. Yeah, that's, I'm like that's quality you. time. Yep. yep, quality time. And so you said you needed a new crock pot. Mm-hmm. And I was listening. I, I have to listen you were. all year to get gifts for you because you're so hard I'm sorry. to buy for. And so um, so anyway, so you said you need a crock pot. So I'm going, I'm in Walmart, and I see these crock pots. And I'm already feeling bad, like I'm buying my wife a crock pot for Christmas. <laughs> but I know you'll love it. Yeah. And I'm trying I cook to, how do you make day. it special? How do you make a crock pot? Oh, well, there's one with a Georgia G on it. That's special. <laughs> nah, that's stupid. And so anyway, well, there's this new fangled thing. Yep. They're called an instant pot, and um, and so uh, I'm sorry, I'm very distracted. I'm looking out the window, and the horses are out the window, but all I can see is this horse tail, like shoom, shoom, shoom. He's spinning his tail, and it's so funny. So anyway, so back to Walmart. So I'm in Walmart, and there's this new thing called an instant pot. Now I've heard of it, but I don't know if I have it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so it's a pressure cooker. By now, everybody knows what that is. And uh, and a crock pot all in one. I'm thinking, oh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. It might mess up your flow, mm-hmm. like your cooking flow, and yeah. you don't like n- new mm-hmm. stuff. So I buy it. And well, with the thought process, this is probably going back, but at least we'll try it. Well, honestly, when I opened it, I was like, this is going to mess with my cooking flow. That's exactly what I thought. I'm standing in Walmart. I'm thinking, this is going to mess with her cooking. Pot. But then I see it's also a crock pot. Yep. And which is great. That's I needed right. a crock pot. But it then. It didn't have the Georgia G, G on it, so I don't know. But then I tried it and fell in love with my instant pot. You did. You so loved it. It's so. I love it. That long story to say that 
it's a pressure cooker. The story really has nothing to do with this podcast. <laughs> Other than it was Christmas time. Right. So I had to explain why I bought you an Instant Pot for Christmas. I know. Well, and it's I really loved bad. it. Yes, because you know me and you love me so and I you listen. I to explain to my so, neighbors why you cut the grass. So I get it. So let's keep going. <laughs> so here's the thing about an Instant Pot. You put all your stuff in there and then you seal it and it's a pressure cooker it pressurizes everything yep. and then it comes this high pressure do not try to open it or it will explode while it's under pressure mm. but then when it's done and it's all cooked and lovely inside you release the pressure mm. and the valve just spews all this steam out the top and then you can open it to this nice lovely meal yes so why do i tell you about a pressure cooker i have no idea because that's exactly what I feel like every December. Mm. I feel like you've got all these great ingredients, supposedly, that are supposed to make this wonderful, beautiful time, this wonderful meal of Christmas, and everything is packed into this pressure cooker with all these expectations of I got to pack it all in these certain weekends, these certain times. You got decorations, gifts, time with friends and family, these events and food and things you want to traditionally cook and goodies to take to people and and oh yeah, let's not forget about the the traditions and of course the main reason you know at Thanksgiving we're celebrating we're being thankful and at Christmas we're celebrating the baby Jesus. So all that goes into this one pot to try to make this wonderful experience for our family. But it's this under this pressure of mm. expectations and my expectations, everyone else's expectations, our budget and inflation and all these things. I'm ta- honestly, I'm talking about this right now, and my blood pressure, aren't my you? blood pressure is going up. And yeah. you're looking at me like maybe we shouldn't have tackled this, <laughs> this on is air. A trigger. Yeah, it is. It triggers me, and I think that's my tradition. Daniel is Christmas is my my tradition is stress. It is. And, I, yep. okay, hold on. Let me just catch my breath. Seriously, it really, okay. <laughs> That's but, so funny. So, it is true, though. If we don't find a way, I, I mean, I think most families deal with this. Well, and last year is when it went kaboom. It did. Us. 26 years yes, in. It really did. It went kaboom. I think you maybe think we, we talked about that in one of podcasts or something, but it yeah. did. It all kind of blew up. And so, it's... It's that difficult time. It's not just, I don't think it's just us. Maybe it's Probably women not. who put ourselves under that pressure because we're doing the shopping and the cooking and the planning on top of our daily lives anyway. And it's a lot. And so I feel like a lot of marriages encounter so much stress during the holidays. And then you look at the financial side of things. I, I saw so, a poll that talked about the data from National Retail Federation that last year, this was in January, Americans spend an average of $997 each Christmas. Wow. And that's probably on the, I mean, that's average. So yeah. there's some well, that spend a lot more than that. That's per person. Okay? Oh, wait, what? That's per person, not yes. like for the entire family? Americans, because you look at this next statistic, uh, the Lending Tree Holy Survey cow. in January from last Christmas said 35% of Americans took on holiday, holiday debt from the 22 um, December, with the average debt being $1,550. Yep. Oh, my. You know why? Because of those stupid December to remember commercials. Well, that car, these mm. people are going out and they're buying cars for their spouses mm-hmm. without talking about mm-hmm. it. And and they're just showing up on Christmas mm-hmm. morning like, hey, look, yep. car, December to remember. Yep. And then this year we're looking at like 3.7% inflation. Yep. So 
we're not making more money, but we're spending all this money. So it's no mm-hmm. wonder. And then you compound on that loss and grief. Yeah. You know, and. It's a hard time <clears throat> of year for some people just because of that. And so how can we make this holiday conversation something that's sweet and and wonderful and all those things going into these holidays. I don't think we can. Or is it even possible? And that's what we're going to talk about. All right. So speaking of getting your spouse something for Christmas, you're wondering, you're like, what am I going to get her? What am I going to get him? I don't know. Man, I'm going to tell you what every woman wants. They want you to think about them. They want you to spend time with them. They want you to do things with them. So this Christmas, why not get your spouse a private marriage retreat? You're thinking a marriage retreat? What? That's worse than an instant pot. No, a marriage retreat. It's so much better because it's private. The Marriage Adventure private marriage retreats are just that. They're private. It's three days away in the foothills of North Georgia, in this beautiful farm setting. You can see those horses I was talking about and our cute little mini donkeys that we have and just spend time with each other. What do you get? Well, you get breakfast both mornings included. You get a three-hour marriage coaching session designed just for you. And then the rest of the time is just yours to hang out, spend however you want, and enjoy each other this Christmas season. So think about it. Go to themarriageadventure.com. Scroll down to private marriage retreats. So today we are talking about the holiday conversation and I needed that commercial to let my blood pressure go down from the intro (laughs) (laughs) because it can be very um, difficult in on a marriage. If you add jingle bells to any song, it becomes a Christmas song. Mm. I've I've determined that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so... For our family, typically the week of Thanksgiving through the last week of December, those and for the last 20 years, they've been like difficult day. That's been difficult times to manage on our calendar because yeah. we've been on staff at a church. And yep. if you know anything about your church, you love the holiday season at church because they've got all these wonderful things planned for you. But if you're staff, <laughs> woo, it's terrible. It's hard. It is. And uh, now the church we were on staff at for 20 years. They gave us the week after Christmas off. Yes. And so uh, so that was really nice. It was like an extra little vacation week yeah. that didn't count on your vacation weeks. Uh-huh. Um, but still, I mean, it, it, it was, it's tough. There's stuff going on all the time. Yeah, and that, and that begins to dictate your family traditions. Um, it does. So this, you know, since we have this year stepped away into the marriage adventure full-time, this is the first Christmas we've had in 20 years to actually have the opportunity to talk about what do we want our holidays to look like this year. Um, Which is really what prompted this podcast is because last year it kind of hit a boiling point to us. And what was funny, Bonnie, is um, we knew we were stepping away Mm -hmm. from the church. Mid-December. So when it really, that kind of flashpoint, boiling Mm -hmm. point happened... We knew this was this is next year. It's going to be totally different. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, but yet it still happened. Yeah. And, um, and Christmas I, Eve. And maybe that's because you walk in with the holiday stress yep. already and it's a trigger thing for you. And I think it did. 
Um, but explain to everybody, I know we've covered it in podcasts in the past, but in case they forgot, explain to everybody why the holidays are so stressful for you because I think a lot of people identify. Um, so you, you talk, you think about you, you're, you're living your normal life and then along comes all these extras. It's like not just one extra, it's extra, extra everything. It's extra spending. So the budget's harder. It's and extra provision food. and money is a big stress point for you. It is. And it's extra food preparations and trying to get everybody's favorite things if you're helping host or so that costs more and it and there's extra planning for that. And then there's um, you know, how do we how do we do the things the kids wanna do and then you know, the fun things and then still afford to buy presents and mm-hmm. and let's make sure that the, the presents are evened out. And so we try to do that, and when we always years ago we decided we were going to spend, we were going to do three gifts, three gifts for each child. We, we decided that even before the kids were born. Yes, it's like if three gifts were good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for <laughs> it's our good kids. Good enough for our kids. So we did that, but then you look at all the stuff that you get from grandparents and all the other things, and it becomes a big old mess anyway. And so trying to, and as they get, it's it's fine to buy three gifts when they're toddlers, and one of them's a five dollar teddy bear, mm-hmm. but those three gifts get more and more expensive. And, and so that's hard to manage. And then it's just, I have certain ideas in my mind of the traditions I want and the things I want to do. And you grew up with a Christmas. It was literally a Hallmark movie Christmas. And, and your expectations for Christmas far exceed. So I didn't grow up with that. I grew up in a great family, but I was the youngest of four boys. I Mm -hmm. still am youngest of four boys. And so when I got to a certain age, my brothers were all, I mean, by after seventh grade, my brothers were all out of the house. I was mm-hmm. an only kid from then on. And uh, and so they had families. And so we didn't have this scripted Christmas. Mm-hmm. We did special things for Christmas, but your Christmas, yeah, I mean, well, we had all you the, and your three cousins. There's were, five of y'all, mm-hmm. cousins, and, and three siblings. siblings, and then two cousins. And y'all all lived in the same house. Your gra- I mean, the same town. <laughs> Not house. Me. Same town. Your grandparents lived in the same town. And so your Christmas was scripted and special mm-hmm. and all of that. And then there's this mean guy named Daniel comes <laughs> and takes you away because you're the oldest yeah. and everything. Oh, I wrecked Christmas for my whole family. Yes. And I take you into ministry world. and Where Christmas is kind of a big deal in church world. It is. <laughs> it is. But it's a big deal because there's so much going on right busy yeah so um so there was all that and then there's you know how do we do the every other year christmas thing there's so much involved in it it's overwhelming and then you know i lost my dad 10 years ago and so christmas is it just is and before that when i lost both my grandparents and they were the the central hub of all those traditions for me So, so christmas holds so many of those traditional memories of my family is people that were attached to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get teary thinking about it, but it's, it's hard because they're not here anymore. Yep. And now I'm trying to create these special memories moving forward for my family. While I love those things and seeing that for my kids, I still have all these things that hurt my heart. <coughs> that it's hard. So, and I know there are a lot of people who walk through that during the holidays. So do you think that some of this is, a 
probably more stressful in on the wives than the husbands, the Christmas stress? Maybe, because stress. I, I think the wives tend to do the shopping. They tend to, you know, do the decorating yeah, and the cooking. There's That's, the old joke that the dad is surprised about the kids' Christmas gifts on yeah. Sunday morning as much as the kids. Yeah, yeah, and I think there's a lot of that because now we've got to figure out, what. okay, what do the kids want, and how can we make that happen? And we always talk about it, and you always know and um, what we're doing, but it's just that. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot does fall on the on the wife, and so not in every family, but I feel like in the majority that that is kind of where a lot of that falls. So, you know, ladies, you you probably understand what I'm talking about. So, mm-hmm. so what can we do? I think we all understand the issue, the conversation we're having here. How can we um, go into this holiday season as a husband and wife, looking at this, going? How do we make this a good thing? Mm-hmm. How do we make this wonderful? How do we make the Hallmark car the Hallmark Christmas? Well, it's so funny because a lot of our podcasts, when we get to action steps, come back to this one. Have a conversation. Yeah. So many marriages, they we don't talk. Mm-hmm. They don't talk. And well, we snowball into and them. we do as well into and the holidays. So I include us in that. Yeah. And I mean, um, so have. Have a conversation, and that's why we uh, named this podcast episode what we did. So in that conversation, lay out desires. Lay out expectations in advance. Maybe lay out a budget, if mm-hmm. you haven't budgeted Christmas, for how you'll spend your holidays and set the limits for time and for spending. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're, you know, like I, when I was on staff at the church, there were things that I couldn't, I couldn't get out of right. that I had to do, and that's, that's fine. Well, a but lot of those became traditions for our kids, they too. They did. And, and a lot of those, so years we were on worship staff. And worship staff at a church, holidays are crazy. Mm-hmm. And so, because there's just so much, you know. And um, and so, well, I know for you, you were that upset you. Because we were both on stage for Christmas Eve. And our kids had a sitter Christmas Eve. Which and really Eve, wasn't Eve. A, and Eve, Eve. We weren't with them at all. Which it really wasn't a sitter. It was more a they were like grandparent family. figure family figure and um and and our kids end up loving that mm-hmm. and then the week after christmas so we it was very hard for you to shift your expectation to okay uh our tradition will be this and then the week after christmas will yeah. re- that can, we can put our traditions there mm-hmm. because it didn't line up with christmas eve like you had always grown up with and mm-hmm. that was a very difficult so in that conversation lay out desires lay out expectations lay out a budget what activities, traditions are important? You can't do everything, but right. you can do some things. Yeah. And you can do, and we kind of say this, for, we can do whatever we want. We just can't do everything we want yeah. at the same time. Right. So pick those things that are special that you can do. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then what can be trimmed? And listen, you're going to hurt someone's feelings. Yeah. But, you know, you can say no to them in a very kind way. Mm-hmm. They understand stress, and hopefully they'll understand. And if not. You know, yeah, it happens. Well, and I think a good question to ask each other in this is, what do you need from me over the next few weeks that can, or what do you desire from me that I may or may not be able to give you that I can help you with in and this I'm gonna, process? And I'm going to point that back to the husbands. Mm-hmm. So if you're a wife listening to this, and, and let your husband listen to it too. Um, but husbands, ask your wife that question because maybe maybe you're fine maybe your job is so inundating it's so busy 
that you're fine and your wife is fine with a lot of that falling on her. She may love it. it she might may be, love it, yeah. and that's fine. But at least letting her know, staying in the know, asking that question, how can I help? Is there anything I can take off of you that mm-hmm. I can take off of you? And that's a great question to ask. Mm-hmm. So. And what, what can we do? What are things that would make this holiday special for you? Yeah. You know, are there things that you really want to do that would make it special for you? And then mm-hmm. you may or may not be able to do them, but at least you've expressed the desire. And then I think the next thing goes right into that. And this is really important is discussing protections and permissions. And okay. what do I mean by that? Maybe you give them an example. Okay. So a permission specifically, maybe maybe there are things I need protection from. Let's talk about protections first. Like, how can I protect you from becoming overly stressed? If that's something that you, if I see that happens to you every year, and you see it happens to me asking that question, what can I do to, how can I protect you? Or how can I protect you from that relative that's difficult to deal with? Maybe every holiday you're like, oh my gosh, this is always a thing. And it makes me think of that Seinfeld where they go to the party and, and like she's like patting her head like, here's it's my co- signal. It's the code word. If we need to leave, I need to get out of here. <laughs> let, rescue me from this conversation. Maybe you've got a code yeah. word or signal that you like, how can I help protect you in in a situation that's always difficult or maybe there's a particular instance with a family member on your side of the family that stresses me and I need to talk to you about hey how can you head this off for me Mm -hmm. or how can I head that off for you with my family I know you this makes you uncomfortable or I know you hate doing this thing or whatever how can I protect you in that or how can we protect ourselves and our family from overspending Mm -hmm. and then you talk about like permissions what permissions do I need to give you um, to be able to enjoy something? Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to give you permission to just sit down and watch the Thanksgiving Day, you know, football game. Maybe mm-hmm. that's permission that I need to give you because it's something that will make you very happy. And, and you know, or, or maybe, me, maybe get permission to have some alone time. I know last year... I confess to y'all, after all these years, because y'all came home, Daniel, or well, the kids came home from to homeschool last year, mm-hmm. and it's the first year since the kids went to school that I told y'all, so y'all don't know that I do this, but one day in December, when the kids are at school, I'll drop them off at school, and it's it's a me day, and when I say me day, I turn on um, I turn on a Hallmark Christmas movie. I'll probably end up watching two that day, and I wrap all the presents, and I might make some some goodies or something. But it's just this. It's a de-stressful day, unstressful day for me. To de- it's a day for me to de-stress because I'm nobody's home. I do whatever I want, and I get something accomplished, and I enjoy wrapping the presents and all that. And you're like, what? The kids are like, what? We had no idea. And so I'm like, how does this happen this year? I mean, I knew they got wrapped. Yes, but it's my day to do that. And so you said, you know what? I'm going to just take the kids away for a day. I don't even know what you did with them. But you're like, I'm going to give you that. And you gave me permission to have that day, even though we homeschooled. It probably wasn't convenient for you, and you made it happen. Well, and along, so protections and permissions. Along with those permissions become, become protections. How do I protect the things that I've given you permission yeah. to do and experience mm-hmm. as well? 
And so you need to discuss those things mm-hmm. and lay those out. And that way, as a husband and a wife, we're each other's advocate and we're mm-hmm. each other's protector. We've got each other's back. In those. And, and there's no sneak attack. You know. We know going into this, this holiday season, I know what you need. Mm-hmm. And you know what I need. And it keeps you from getting resentful that the other person's feel, you're feeling like, oh, I'm doing all the work. Or I'm... They're just going off and doing right. their own yeah. thing. Or, wow, she gets a whole day to be home and do that. Well, right. that must mm-hmm. be nice when I'm at work doing all this. You've talked about it, and you realize this is a deep desire of your spouse. Mm-hmm. How can I give that to you without being resentful of it? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So, and That's good. So have a conversation. Lay out desires, expectations. Discuss those protections, permissions. Number three, and a lot of it comes back to this, have grace for each other. I said that weird. Have grace for each other moment by moment mm-hmm. because it's going to take moment by moment. Yeah. Um, and remember that you're in this pressure cooker, especially when next week you're at family member's house and there's personalities and there's expectations of what that day's going to be like and the meal's going to be like. And if it's at your house, oh boy, howdy, it's even going to be. Worse, if you're having, if you're listening and you're having to host it, yeah, then you're going to have desires. Or maybe you go over to a family member's house and there's just going to be stress. Or maybe you've got, you go into a, a, a family meal and there's opposite political views sitting there. Boy, that's yeah. fun. Or oh, religious yeah. views. No or kidding. there's so many things that, there's all the things. Yes. And so there needs to be some grace in it. So maybe, and, and I think that's a... A fun way. So, how do you handle something like that? You know, there's there's personalities. Let's just take that for example, political views, um, or religious views, or different things like that. Okay, so we know Uncle Jimmy is gonna hypothetically. I don't have a Uncle Jimmy. Do you? No, I had no. a daddy named Jimmy. Okay, well, <laughs> so hypothetically, there's a, a, a Uncle. He won't. I, Uncle I can Jimmy. guarantee you, he won't <laughs> he say won't anything this there. Thanksgiving. My daddy won't so, be there. <laughs> So you go in and you know, you're just prepping, all right? Yep. He's going to come in and he's going to be, well, maybe you make a fun thing out of it just between the two of you. How many times? How many times Uncle will he so-and-so. say yep. so-and-so? Or how many times? And what it does is you're bringing comedy and levity into it so that you yep. can have a, you know, hit each other under the table or make a little wager. I guarantee, you know, what's the over-under on this? Yeah. Is it going to go over this? Is it going to go over that? And it, what it does is it'll lighten the mood. It'll help you cope with that. It's a coping strategy. Help you cope with that stress or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or how many times is Aunt, Aunt you know, so-and-so going to do this? <laughs> right. Or, or, or so. In the kitchen. So, hey, make a game out of it because yeah. you know those things are going to happen. And you can yeah. probably... Before you get there, you're already dreading those things. So have fun with it. But with each other, have grace. Because it's going, the the top's going to blow at some point when you least expect it. And you're going to say something you don't mean or that you do mean, and it was just said wrong. Yeah. And what do you do in that? Yeah. Well, I think a good thing, and we learned this from a friend of ours, is offer a get out of jail free card. Mm -hmm. Um, So this friend of ours, uh, they'll take, Monopoly, anytime they see like a Monopoly game sold at a uh, yard sale or something like that, they'll buy it and they'll take out all the get out of jail free cards. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so, and that's fun. You can, you can make one, draw one up or however you want to do, or just maybe it's a phrase you say, but when your spouse does something dumb or says something dumb, or you're going to do something dumb, 
offer, you know, have it, give them a get out of jail free card. Yep. And that's grace. It's that, listen, I get it. Right. Yep. Yeah, we know what's going to happen. Let's just be willing to offer grace. Yes. And I think the biggest thing to remember is we are going into holidays to celebrate wonderful things. We do to remember the things we're thankful for and to celebrate Jesus at Christmas and and all the things can become trappings that take our heart and our focus off of the main thing and and can cause conflict. But maybe this Thanksgiving and this Christmas season, let's let's be mindful of it and let's head it off. Let's prepare for it. Know these are the things we're going to deal with. <coughs> have the conversation. Let's have the holiday conversation. That's right. Yep. Well, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, listen, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Instagram, then uh, follow us at The Marriage Adventure there. And uh, we pray that you're able to take these things to heart, able to have these conversations with your spouse. And uh, and we pray that you can begin to de-stress and enjoy the next few weeks and the next couple months. So you guys take care.